Hey guys, welcome back to the next episode of Physique Science Radio. It has been a while. Been a long while. Yeah, it's been a number of weeks. We've both, Lynn and I have both been pretty much running around with our heads cut off, essentially, but we were finally able to get together for a little bit today to regroup, touch base, and get another episode out for you guys. But in the meantime, there's been a lot happening. Lane, what's been going on with you? Yeah, so I think everybody at this point knows about um, the supplement line I released, Carbon. Um, we've been doing a lot of stuff with that. Right now, we just have two products, a, a non-stimulant-based pre-workout and then a, um, a recovery product. And uh, we're also working on a few other products. So I was just out in Boise uh, meeting with my team and um, talking about you know what products we're going to bring out. And we got some stuff I'm, I'm pretty excited about. So um, you know, one of my things is... Uh, I never want to like just bring the same redundant stuff out. So, like, I want stuff that works, but I also want it to be kind of, I don't know, different. And so, it's hard to find that because there's only so much stuff that works, you know. So, uh, I found a few ingredients I'm really excited about. So, that's going to be something we're going to be working on a lot the next year. And then uh, we just dropped uh, Avatar Nutrition. Did you hear I, about that? I did. Did we tell you about that? Yeah. So, basically, um, uh, what it is is it's a we I design this program logic essentially based on how I coach people um, to formulate macronutrient intakes uh, based on different parameters that people can enter in into the program and then it will also not only that but it will also adjust to your weekly check-ins so if you're not progressing how you want the program is going to adjust um, for you to either lose more weight or less weight or gain more weight or less weight depending on what your specific goals are and so this was called Avatar Nutrition and we just launched that uh, a couple weeks ago and um, we had we did a beta test and it went really well and then we did a launch and we had a few bugs which as I understand is always that's always the case um, yeah well it's just always the case with whenever you're whenever you're building something up and we honestly didn't expect for we had over like a thousand people sign up in the wow. first 48, 48 hours so yeah it's just been We've been going back to really like sort that out and make sure that it's all you know sewn up and, and working really really well. Um, the, the people seem to like it. The the people that have been using it and uh, they seem to really like it. And uh, we're really excited about it because I think it's kind of like you know for ten bucks a month uh, for people. You know obviously uh, it's not going to replace either what you and I do because part of that's an art form. Right. You know you can't automate that. Right. But for people who can't afford you know, a coach, they don't have hundreds or thousands of dollars to spend on that sort of thing. $10 a month to get guidance is a really good option. So, and we're, we're going to try and we don't want it to just be like considered a macro calculator or anything. We want it to be like an actual resource for people. So we're going to have like, like how to flexible diet recipes, you know, cool. all kinds of different stuff. So it's, Hopefully, turning it into kind of like the one-stop shop for for flexible dieting is our goal. So um, this 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 uh, new project of yours, Lane, is it the longer you use it, the more custom it becomes for you? Yeah, exactly. So, like like let's say we've had people say who are outliers, and they'll they'll say, well, you know, it, it generated my calories at thirty two hundred calories a day. And but I'm a marathon runner or, or whatever, mm. and even though they we put in the high levels of activity, like our highest level of activity we offer, it probably doesn't accommodate for a marathon runner. But let's say they started on that and they started losing weight, the system would accommodate for that and increase their calories. 
you know, when they started cool. checking in and showing weight loss, right. it would accommodate and check. And now, obviously, we want to get as, as much right as we possibly can. But, you know, as you know, when you're automating something, you can't account for every single outlier there is. It's just impossible. Sure, right. Um, and so we're working on a few things to try and minimize how many outliers there can be, but you're always going to have some that you're off on. But even if we're off to start, the more and more data you enter, the more and more data we compile, the closer and closer it's going to get to exactly where you want to be because it's going to keep adjusting your, your, your macros until you're right at kind of the rate of gain or loss that you want. That's really cool. And you guys have been working on this for about the past year now, you said? Like uh, the original inception was probably like 16 months ago, I would say. So it's been a long long time coming. Long time. Yeah. And you know, as you know, like with business, that's uh, like eBooks or anything you want to do. Like it just, that's why I never tell people when things are coming until I'm like reasonably sure they're going to be right there. Cause like, for example, I'm doing a members area, my website too. So that's going to be like premium content from different contributors and I'm going to do webinars and all kinds of stuff. And so basically for people who like are really into science, but they're not really confident enough to go read a study on PubMed and really understand what it says, this is going to be like a great resource for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, for 15 bucks a month. And, but I started talking about it in July cause we thought we were going to have it done. And then all these things came ah. up. Um, and it's like, now it's like, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? When's it coming out? And it's like, ah, you know, it's, it's tough. Cause, but that's the life of an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. which ties in nicely because that's the, the, the subject for today. But before we get into that, uh, do you have anything going on? Like what's, uh, um, well, uh, I guess more on the, well, it affects my business too. I recently moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And as of, I'd say as of Friday, everything that I own is now here. Um, oh, wow. yep. And I've got a condo here. Don't have room or the means right now to, to set up my garage gym full in full, um, for this next year yet, but I did, uh, really cool convert my dining area into a workout area. So I've got, yeah, I've got, um, half my rack of dumbbells and half of my kettlebells here. Um, I'm getting my hip thruster set up and I'm getting a huge, um, logo, my logo hung up on the wall. Um, and I thought it'd be really cool. Uh, so that I can eventually start, you know, filming videos from my own, uh, dining room later on as well. Um, and everything else is in the garage unit, but I am currently, uh, we're almost done. We're just a few steps away from putting together our, my custom built fitness form, which I've been working on for the past, I'd say four to five months. Um, a forum. forum, Yep. But this is more, it's like, um, so right now I've got, you know, I've got, a lot of coaching clients, different levels of coaching clients. We've got group training only, group coaching, which is training plus nutrition. Um, and then I've got one-on-one uh, custom training and nutrition. So there's three different tiers of, of coaching clients that I have. And currently the platform that we're using is Facebook, you know, Facebook groups to to uh, foster community, et cetera. And we've got, uh, I've got f- a number of different Facebook groups. And then um, since about two years ago, I, I, I always felt like this is great, but I kind of wish that we didn't have to rely on Facebook and I'm sure, you know, I know that there are a lot of coaches who probably feel the same way. And yes. there were a lot of like, you know, things, features that I wanted that my clients to have, such as, um, having your own private training journal. You can't have that on Facebook, um, where it's like this, you know, you name your own, this is your baby. This is your journal. And you get to document your journey, say what you want, post progress pictures, etc. Um, have different threads going on for different topics. 
and use search function, all that stuff, have profiles. And uh, so we, I've been working with the tech team over the past few months to do that. Uh, we've been making it from scratch. So it's it's been uh, kind of slow going, obviously, but I think it'll be worth the investment. So when that comes up, um, that'll be up soon. Hopefully, um, I'm, I'm hoping for January, February timeframe, we'll do that. Um, I'm also working on uh, right now, I'm not working on creating new content as far as like ebooks or products or anything. But uh, once I get my my uh, dining room gym area set up and, and whatnot, I want to uh, planning on creating some DIY courses for um, you know like four week. Here's a for more for beginners. Here here's a four week program to, to to that you can do at home or with just a few pieces of equipment, and it'll walk you through everything. Um, and then the next thing I have coming up is in January, I'm not going to start until January, even though I'm itching to go right now, is when I'm going to start working on my next uh, ebook, which is more on the mindset of behind nutrition and fitness in general. So um, before, you know, we, uh, Lane Norton and I, we co-wrote the reverse dieting ebook last uh, September. And then I've got the beginner's guide to macros, uh, which is again, which is more nutrition side again. So this one's going to be mindset, heavy mindset stuff, which is my uh, my favorite topic, as we all know, my favorite topic to talk, to talk about is the psychology of fitness. So um, I I had my macros ebook come out in July. I was thinking about diving right in to create my next product. But Lena, as you know, if you want to create a quality product, it takes time. <laughs> you sure. can't just, and, and, and you know, we see people, and this is great for today's topic. You see people create ebooks over the course of like over one weekend. They come back two days later. Okay, my ebook's done. And we're sitting there like, What? How, how yeah. did you create like a, that's not a, that yeah. can't be a quality ebook so um it takes a lot of time and so between um, since july i've been taking a lot of time to just do some reading uh read research and and, and really get more learning under my belt and more uh, coaching experience that are under my belt um before diving headfirst into yet another product so um the, i'm gonna use the rest of this month to to get ready for that get my mindset right and then in January will be full go, and hopefully I'm not going to give a timeline, but I think you know obviously sometime next year, um, hoping to to have that out. So uh, lots of fun projects happening. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I mean I think that's uh, I think one thing that we can agree on is that if you're if you're an entrepreneur uh, and you can tell by us, if you want to be successful, you're going to be very busy. And you need to accept that you're going to work very, 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 very hard. <laughs> People are like, "Oh, you work from home." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work from home. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's great, but it's good and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I probably work 13 hours a day. Like, you don't understand. So, um, well, with that, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and really start getting into. Um, uh, being an entrepreneur in the fitness industry, because I think this is this is something that uh, you know we'll be the first to tell you that we are not you know we don't have business degrees or anything like that, so no. we're only going to speak about our experience. But hopefully, it can be helpful for some of you guys out there. So um, we get a lot of questions about this actually, so yep. we're excited to talk about it. So you're listening to Physique Science Radio, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Lane here. Well, you all know how much I love variety in my diet. I can't stand eating the same bland food every single day. That's why I love www.myoatmeal.com. It's an amazing website where you can go and customize oatmeal. I know, I know, I know. 
Why would I want to go customize oatmeal? I can eat it right out of the bag. Well, let me tell you why. MyOatmeal.com has 22 billion combinations of flavors and ingredients. You heard me right. 22 billion combinations. Whether you're picking out a pre-made blend or making your own customized blend, they have all kinds of flavors. Want red velvet cake? No problem. Snickerdoodle? You can make it happen. Butter rum? Oh yeah. Cheesecake? You can get it done. And you have all kinds of additives you can add. Apples, raisins, pears, nuts, all kinds of seeds. And you can sweeten it any way you want. Need to eat gluten-free? No problem. They've got it. The best part of it all? The macros are listed as you're customizing your blend. And they change depending on which ingredients you add. Eating a little bit lower carb? No problem. Choose ingredients that make your carb count lower. Need more protein? Add higher protein ingredients. You can customize your blend to make it almost any breakdown that you want. And the prices and macros change as you change your blend. So go on over to www.myoatmeal.com and check out some of the blends that have already been made. Or be adventurous and make your own. That's myoatmeal.com. Check it out, guys. Hey guys, many of you out there know I spend a lot of time bagging on bad coaches. And certainly, there's more than enough of those to go around. But a lot of times people ask me who I do recommend. Well, one person we can recommend wholeheartedly is Paul Ravella of Pro Physique. Paul has received more referrals from me over the last two years than any other coach, and with good reason. Paul is competent, professional, caring, and carries himself with a lot of integrity. If you hire Paul, you're going to be getting the very best at a great value. Paul is also one of my closest personal friends, and I can say with absolute certainty, I feel 100% comfortable with referring my closest friends and family to him, because I've done that. Paul Ravella of ProPhysique.com. Check him out, guys. Hey guys, you know me and you know I love cooking up macro-friendly option meals. But sometimes when I'm always on the go, that's just not an option. So when I'm on the go or can't cook a meal, I love Quest Bars. You know I love protein and fiber and these are packed with 20 grams of high quality protein and super high in fiber. And it's easy to stay on target when you've got Quest Bars that you can bring with you anywhere. They're delicious compared to other bars that taste like bricks and leave you feeling gassy and bloated. So pick up a bar of Quest Bars today at questnutrition.com, GNC, and Vitamin Shop. Also, follow them on Instagram at questnutrition and youtube.com slash questnutrition for great recipe ideas to keep you on your goals but eating delicious. Hey guys, one of the things that's always on my mind is how can I give back to the industry that has done so much for me? That's why we formed the BioLane Foundation. The BioLane Foundation is a philanthropic initiative to raise money for grad school level research that is going to contribute to the fitness industry. And 100% of all your donations will be paid out to students. If you'd like to donate, you can go to BioLane.com, click on the About tab, and click on BioLane Foundation, and you can put your donation in through there. Or, if you're a student and you'd like to apply for a 
grant, go to biolane.com, click the About tab, Biolane Foundation, and you can find the applications online there. Thank you guys so much, and I'm looking forward to all the great research that comes from these donations. You're listening to Physique Science Radio with Lane Norton and Sohee Lee. If you like what you hear and you'd like to learn more about us, read some of our articles, please visit my website at www.biolane.com and Sohee's website at soheefit.com. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening and hope to hear more from you in the future. All right, guys, we're back. So today's topic is fitness business, uh, more specifically online fitness businesses in the industry. Uh, you know, Lane's been in the industry far longer than I have, but uh, we've got two different exper- sets of experiences. I thought it'd be really cool to discuss how we both got into the industry. So Lane, do you want to briefly talk about how you got started, when that was? And I know I've, I think some of us have heard some variation of this a number of times, but I think it'd be really cool to give us a rundown again. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I basically was really interested in bodybuilding. I, I got into weight, lifting weights in high school, and I wanted to be a marine biologist actually out of high school, funny enough. And when I got to college, um, I really – the passion for weightlifting and bodybuilding had kind of taken over. And I decided, you know – uh, not that money is everything, but it's, it's, and you know, I, I really loved it still. I would have done it, but marine science, it's very hard to get a job and it's very hard to get a job that pays a, a decent wage. So, um, at that time I, my passion for bodybuilding had kind of taken over and I was like, well, let's do, let's see if we can do something with this. And I didn't really know, have any idea how I could get into the industry. I was just a kid from Indiana and I wanted to be a natural bodybuilder and, Let's be real. Back in two thousand and two thousand one, no, nobody. <laughs> I mean, there was a little bit of natural bodybuilding, but nobody really even gave it any notoriety whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't know what to do, but I just figured I would, you know, study some science, some some sort of human science, and that that would help me somehow. Um, and so. I started out in biology and then switched to biochemistry uh, at the urging of one of my professors. And um, during that time, was competitive in bodybuilding, had won a few shows, and started writing for bodybuilding.com. And here's one thing I think entrepreneurs need to realize is that if you want to do something, if you love something, ask any entrepreneur who's doing what they love, there was a point where they did it for free. Okay? And... So I start. I, I emailed bodybuilding.com and I didn't want anything. I just I, I want to be able. To, I just would like to write for your site. And I told them about what my credentials were and that I was doing my BS in biochemistry and shows I had done. And they said, Yeah, we would love for you to write. And this is back in 2001. And uh, I'm sure if I did that now, they'd be like, Get lost or not get lost, but you know they have Ignore. so many, they have so many good writers, you know. Right. And um, so back back then they didn't. <laughs> In fact, some of them were pretty awful, and um, so I, I I started writing some articles. I got pretty popular, and I remember even like during my undergrad years, I was probably getting like ten to twenty emails a day from people asking me questions, and I, I really um, enjoyed helping and answering questions. I was even, you know, 
I actually talk to a lot of people on Instant Messenger. I'm dating myself now, but AOL Instant Messenger. I would um, I talk to them a lot, uh, answering their questions and whatnot. And uh, by the time I I was getting I was about a year away from graduating, I was like, well, I, I still don't feel like how am I going to make money? I don't know what I want to do with my life. I got I'm going to have a degree in biochemistry. I don't really know what I want to go do with that. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, well, let's delay the real world and I'll go to grad school. And, uh, you know, decided to go for what I was interested in, which is nutrition and uh, protein metabolism. And I had so many people tell me, ah, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to go? You're going to be, go be a nutritionist at a hospital or a personal trainer, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be, but I'm pretty sure if I have a PhD, I won't be in an unemployment line. So I'll figure it. I'll just figure it out then, you know. And um, the first year I got there uh, at Illinois, I was probably getting, uh, I don't know, 30 to 40 emails a day from people with questions. And I was, I had actually been, like I said, um, designing full programs for people for free, for nothing, for no, no money whatsoever uh, online. And uh, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I, man, I, I love doing this, but I've, I'm so busy with graduate school, I need to have some sort of compensation for my time. And I actually felt okay charging people because I was, I was now, I had my BS. You know, I didn't feel, before that, I just didn't feel right charging people because I wasn't a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, that's not an indictment on anybody who doesn't have a science degree or anything, who coaches people, but that's just me. I just wouldn't have felt right doing it. And I, uh, so I started offering coaching online. Didn't really promote it that much because I was in grad school. I was busy. You know, I didn't want a bunch of clients, but I, I didn't even think it would get that popular. I started out with probably, I don't know, four clients in the first month. And the first year I did it, I made $800 from it. <laughs> and then the second year I did it, I made $6,000 from it. Mm-hmm. And then the third year I made $40,000 from it. I was like, wait a second. I was like, this is kind of, you know. Wait, the gonna- third year you made how much? 40000 <laughs> And I was like, wow. You know, because... Because, okay, that's, you know, I'm not going to get rich off that, but that's starting to get into that area where, hey, I can actually, like, this is actually kind of a livable wage. Yeah. You know, now that was a gross of 40000 It wasn't a net, but I mean, it was, I didn't have that many expenses, so it was probably somewhere close to that. And, uh, and I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I can do something with this. This was in 2007. And then 2008, I, I grossed over $100,000 from coaching. And no big deal. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. I was like, this was, not, this was just complete word of mouth, you know? Um, never just doing a good job for people and having them promote it for me. And at that point, I was like, wow, I, I really, really like this. And I, I, maybe I can just do this, you know? Like, maybe when I got, so by the time I got, I was getting ready to get out of grad school, I'm like, well, <laughs> even if I got a really good job, is it going to pay me this much? Probably not, you know, or probably mm-hmm. maybe close to it. You know, I might have found something close to it, but I'd have to work for somebody else. And the way I figured it was, you know, the the, the way I the way I look at it is people think that there's no job security to be an entrepreneur. I look at it as perfect job security because I'm not going to fire me, okay? True. Like I may have my income fluctuate, all that kind of stuff. It may be tough at times, but I always have some work to do, you know, whether or not I'm making a bunch of money from it, you know, maybe different, but people are like, oh, well, I just want a safe job or a stable job. 
there's no job that's stable or safe. Safe. If you work for somebody else, you're right. only you're only as safe as their ability to do their job. Because if they screw up, guess what? You'll get canned too. You know. So I I just decided. Well, I I I want to I want to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And so thus was born BioLane LLC Coaching. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you know we've spun off, and now I have you know a clothing line without work. I have, I've done DVDs, I've done the supplement line now, I'm doing the members area of my website, I'm doing avatar nutrition. So, you know, it's become very, very diversified, but that was, that was how it started, was just essentially with no purpose whatsoever other than just, well, I'm going to make some extra cash on the side while I'm in grad school. That was it. And I just did a really good job and, and, you know, people promoted it for me. And so you wear many hats at this point and uh, it sounds like, you know, you and the same thing for me. There are just certain types of people who do better being their own boss and not working under for someone else's dream. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's just it's it's so fulfilling. Oh, and absolutely. It, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Um, it's you know when I, when I talk about money and money I've made or, or anything like that, it's it's not as an attempt to brag or anything like that. The, the, the point is that's how that's the only objective measure I have of how well my business is doing right is 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 right it's not just money but that's the only objective measure we have so I always want to see that income going up because sure. it means my business is doing better mm-hmm. and so you know but that's so rewarding to see that to see you know especially because if you're an entrepreneur trust me you're gonna have people tell you you can't do it and I had plenty of people tell me what are you doing you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. I had people tell me when I got into my PhD that, why are you doing that? We've already know everything we're going to know about nutrition, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's just, I think part of being an entrepreneur is, is learning how to, how to, the Les Brown quote, someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Yes. Like learning how to have thick skin and keep pushing when people tell you that you can't do it because Man, there's gonna be people who tell you you can't do it. I mean, I think you probably had a, a similar experience. How Lots. did you? How did you get into the fitness industry? Well, for me, it was not, not quite far as far back as 2001. Uh, it was for me. It was four years ago. I would had I was still in college, my senior year. I just quit the the pre med path, which was that in itself was a huge ordeal. It was, I mean, for uh, you know having been raised in the culture that I was raised in and being told by my family my whole life that I would make an excellent doctor and I'm I'm so good mm-hmm. at science and this is what I'm destined for and then to tell them at the end of my junior year hey I quit <laughs> um, was a big deal in my family and I, they said so what are you going to do and I said I don't know but I just don't like I don't like medicine I I'm not passionate about it um, I think it's saying something if I'm uh, the, okay so the so for those of you who have taken pre-med classes I the course that did it for me was uh, PCHEM, physical chemistry. Uh, in my mm. junior year, it was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And I, up until that point, I'd been just kind of, you know, gritting my teeth and burying it and pretending like I was doing fine. And then I hit PCHEM and I had no idea, no clue what I was doing. And I was sitting there P- in PCHEM class like... very, very, very tough. Oh yeah. my gosh. And I was like, this makes zero sense to me. And I even, hi- I even hired a private tutor to help me and I would... You know, th- those were the that was the first time in my life I taken a course. I would completely bomb the midterms because I I would study I would study my butt off and I still wouldn't get it. Completely bomb the midterms and I was sitting there like, 
I am so unhappy with this right now. And I ask myself, is it worth it? Do I really want to go through this? Then go to med school, four years of med school, then do all that, all those extra years. Uh, and, and then, and then, you know, one day maybe become a doctor. And I was thinking, I don't think I, I don't think I have the passion to do this. So I remember um, uh, in my college, I went to Stanford, it's, they have 10-week quarters instead of semesters. So each quarter is 10, week long, 10 weeks long. You have until the end of week eight to withdraw from a course. Wow. Uh, yeah, which means that you can, um, it'll show up on your transcript still. You'll have a W, but it will not aff- affect your GPA at all. So I remember the very last day of week, it was like a Thursday or Friday of week eight, I withdrew and I just said, I can't, I, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And um, after that, I kind of flailed around for a little bit. You know, I, I, uh, said, well, you know, my dad works in corporate business maybe, and then he and I are pretty much the same person, so maybe I'm cut out for business. Tried mm-hmm. tried going the marketing route, did not do well. Tried journaling, I didn't like that either. And I even spent the summer before my senior year working for a documentary film company because I was so desperate to find some kind of career path. And all this time, yeah. I would skirt around fitness because I just didn't see it. I didn't understand that it was actually a viable career option for me, you know, back then. Um, even this, I mean, this was 2011, but... I didn't quite get that there was more that you could do in the industry besides being a full-time personal trainer. And even my family, I got a lot of pushback from them. They said, you know, so he, you're going to go through a four-year, very nice college to then become a personal trainer. Uh, you're going to be pinching pennies for the rest of your life and you're not going to be fulfilled. And, uh, and I said, well, um, Maybe that may be the case, but this is I every at the end of every day I, I keep coming back to fitness. I spend all my time reading blogs, reading research, doing all these things, and I think this means something. So, um, my last quarter of my senior year, I started up my blog. I bought SoHealy.com, created SoHealyFitness.com, uh, which was my brand name at the time. It's since changed to SoHeFit to make it a lot shorter. Uh, and then I just started blogging and then uh, kind of for fun, I started taking on online clients. At the time, I only had, I would say, two, maybe three at any, any given moment when I first started out. And really, at the time, I didn't really see it as a actual revenue stream. It was more pocket change, grocery money. Totally. Uh, right for school. I remember, when I, used to, I remember when I used to get paid, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, bucks. I right. can go golf. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm rich. And it was really cool to be making money at the time for me, doing what something that I wanted to do rather than um, you know working a part-time job at the school. Or I was also a private tutor during my time at Stanford for a little bit. So I would make some money doing that, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what I was crazy about. So for me to be able to sit at my laptop and make uh, money that way was pretty awesome for me. And uh, I kind of did that just because as a, as a hobby of sorts. And then, uh, and then eventually, you know, I didn't, I still didn't know what I was going to do after I graduated uh, from college. So I, I applied for an internship at Crusty Performance, took that in, in the Boston area for the summer. And then from there, I got hired for my first full-time job as a strength coach in Connecticut. And that was a really, I, I like to consider it a huge learning experience. You know, uh, that was the first time I really realized that, you know, I, there were things that I wanted to do in the fitness industry. I'd say, I want to do this. And they'd say, no. <laughs> and I'd say, uh, why not? And they just say, don't ask questions. So um, yeah. got a lot of pushback. And at the same time, um, I was being paid $12 an hour to do nutrition coaching for their facility, uh, which at the time I didn't quite realize until I remember my dad came to visit me. Uh, about a month after I moved to Connecticut and he saw my paycheck, <laughs> he saw my weekly paycheck and could you see his face just drop and he was, and he goes, so how many hours are you working? And I go, uh, probably like 70. He's like, so you're working minimum wage for the, anyway, long story short, 
I didn't last very long there. Quit after a few months and uh, and uh, tried on a number of different hats. Eventually uh, quit about a year and a half ago. I uh, started working for myself full time. Uh, you know, working 100% on my own business because I realized that. If I want to do I something, I remember our conversation. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh yes, I remember. I had, I was living in New York at the time, and I was deciding whether or not to. I had, it was like the end of my one year stay in New York. I was working part time at a gym, but also working part time in my own business. And I was just, I am not cut out for New York. It was pretty harsh. I was not happy there. And I, I remember I called up Lane. We had a half hour conversation where he convinced me that didn't have to be New York City to succeed, even though in my mind, you know, it was the big fitness hub of, of America there in LA and in San Francisco. And I just, I, w- I felt obligated to stay there for the sake of my career, but I was so miserable. And so Lane said, you know, talked me out of that. I left, I moved to Savannah for a year and a half. And since then, my business has really taken off to be able to focus all my time on my ba- This is my baby. This is my baby. And uh, I think for fellow entrepreneurs, you'll, you'll understand the same sentiment when you grow your own business from the ground up. It really is. It's your project. And there's a special kind of bond there. So um, since then, I've done, I've grown my coaching business. I've created a custom uh, client portal. I've grown a pretty kick-ass uh, client community that's really, really active, and I look forward to, to being a part of it every day. I finalized my logo, and uh, this, these are, and I've, you know, Lane will also say that we, neither of us took traditional career paths by any means, and we, I know Lane was just talking about his career. I stumbled into my career kind of by accident as well, and for me, it was really a matter of following my interests and following my passions, trying out different avenues, and being met with pushback, and realizing, okay, that avenue doesn't work. Okay, I can't work under other people. I can't take, I can't work for another uh, another person's gym. I can't do that because that I'm then forced to adopt their coaching philosophy, training philosophy Ooh. that I don't, that I can't really stomach because I don't agree with that. Or I don't think I should be paid $12 an hour to be a nutrition coach. I think I'm worth more than that. So Absolutely. yeah, there are lots of different ways to go about it. And uh, you know, Tony Robbins said something that, that really resonated with me because we talk about pushback. And so you, you've had some things where you got enough pushback and you said, oh, yeah. okay, I, I don't want to do that. Right, and, but you've also had pushback, like from your parents. Yes. Said, Don't do that. But you push forward, right? Yeah. And and the, what he says is, what 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 do you? What, people have big goals, like I want to make a billion dollars or I want to change the world, but you know, then then you got to have reasons because what are your reasons? Because as soon as you come up with a goal, the obstacles show up, right? And how are you going to get past those obstacles? Reasons are what's going to get you past. So. You know, Les Brown said something, um, and you, this will this will ring true to you. He said, he said it's like the end of all his big speeches. He said, um, if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, yep. to give up your time and your sleep for it, and all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, um, then 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 uh, you know by basically saying keep going and by the the by God you'll get it, you know. And um, I'm butchering that quote, but the the point is like a lot of people. I had this conversation actually with uh, with a friend of ours, Ryan Doris, um, uh, because he was he was was kind of stuck between working for a company that he actually really liked mm-hmm. um, and was going to get a good salary from, 
or starting his own business, which was really his passion or, or, you know, being, having something that was his own, you know what I mean? Which was his passion. And, um, I said, well, you have to ask yourself this question. And I, I, I said, I don't know what the, the offer is. I still don't know what the offer was, but let's, let's take an example. Um, if you could make a hundred thousand dollars, but you, you didn't do what you wanted to do, right? How much of that money would you give up trying to fill your life with that void? Right. Mm-hmm. Like with with hobbies and, and whatever it is. Right. Like we work in our hobby. You know, I have other hobbies, too. But like I love to lift weights and be in the fitness industry. Like that's my, my first hobby, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have to spend a bunch of money trying to fill my fill my life with things to distract me from my work. You know, if you're if you're miserable, if you go to a job and you're miserable eight hours a day, like is there actually enough money to 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 keep you happy to not, like to not offset worth it. that, yeah, right. So, how much money would you give up to do what you actually wanted to do, right? Like that's the equation you have to do for yourself. How much money would you give up to actually do what you wanted to do? And uh, you know, I, I also look at it as like I think most people are so scared to admit their goals, they're they're scared to put it out there because again, as soon as you have the goal, the obstacles show up, and part of those obstacles are people telling you you can't do it, right? And um, I remember I was doing a periscope one night and I was I, – every once in a while I get like all fired up and I'll do a periscope while I'm training, which is always a bad idea because I end up talking for like two hours. <laughs> um, but a, a guy was like, well, Lane, you know, I, I, I really want to do this, but it would be really hard. I'd have to go to school. I'm 40 years old. I said, yeah, I know. It's supposed to be hard, mm-hmm. dude. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be hard, you know. Like I, I, didn't, I don't know where you got the idea that this stuff was supposed to be easy, you know. It's going to be hard and, um, and that's why most people don't do it. But I tell you what, um, one other thing Les Brown said that really stuck with me was um, talk about most people go through life avoiding pain, right? Like they, they, they want to avoid the pain of failure, the, the pain of rejection, mm-hmm. the, the, the pain of, of, of setbacks, you know, all those sorts of things. But you can't avoid pain. It's called unavoidable suffering. Like pain will find you. And he talked about in one of his seminars that um, a woman, a woman, an elderly woman, stood up and said, "If I," he started saying, "If I had my life to do over again," and started talking about all the things she would have done with her life. And he said, "Don't you know that that's a pain? You could feel the pain in her voice because she's 80 years old. She can't do it. Mm. She has no chance. Right? Like the worst thing in the world to me would be to get to the end of your life and saying, "I wish I would have done X." You know? Like, do it. The, the, the worst thing that can happen is you fail but, uh, in terms of business. But, like, the worst case scenario is you're dead, right? Like, can we agree that that's the worst case scenario? Sure. Right? Sure. Guess what? That's going to happen. The worst case scenario in your life is that you're dead and it's going to happen. So, like Steve Jobs said, you're already naked. You know, you're, you're, gonna, you're going to die at some point. So you might as well... Fill your time on earth with what you really want to do. And that's how I've always felt. And Mm -hmm. so if I go out and don't get me wrong, it's still painful when I fail. And I've failed at plenty of stuff. Uh, I've I've had failures recently, you know, but it it doesn't, it doesn't, just because you fail, it doesn't mean you're a failure. Like you keep pressing forward. Right. Don't internalize those failures. Yeah. You, 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 you have to learn to. Uh, I think Shakespeare said, nothing is either good or bad, just thinking makes it so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
you can either use that failure or that setback or those or those trials, those um, those pushbacks you have, and 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 make it discourage you, or you can say, you know what, I failed, I failed, I failed. I'm about to make a breakthrough because if you keep pressing, the the universe will yield to you. You know, if you just have enough tenacity, the universe will will yield to you. One of my favorite quotes is. Uh, a river cuts through rock, not because of power, but because of persistence. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's honestly, I would say persistence, consistency is the number one key to succeed in the industry. Lane, you've been in this industry for many years, and you know, if if you hadn't continued pushing forward, you would have puttered out. You know, within one or two years, which is the norm in the industry, which is the norm. Everyone, most people putter out, and um, I think it's the harder thing to do to just keep going and keep showing up, keep producing content, and 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 and. Sh- and uh, and uh, taking hits and, and and keep going. Absolutely. I mean, whatever it is you you want to do, you know, maybe it's not coaching, maybe it's not writing, maybe it's not even the fitness industry. But whatever it is you want to do, um, if you're interested in it, usually that means other people are interested in it. Okay. So that means there's a way to make money from it. All right. Now, it, it's it's. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. I'm not. I'm not saying if you do everything right that you won't fail right? Like that could happen. It very well could happen. It may not work out. But my, my, my great uncle Bill said, better to shoot for the stars because if you miss, if you miss, at least you'll land in the, on the, in the clouds. And you know, the things that, that if you work on yourself and you strive for excellence, if you do those sorts of things, eventually, um, even if you don't hit your big goal, you know what? You'll develop yourself so much, and you become such a strong and powerful person that you can look at something else and say, "I, I'll go do that." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You'll still be better off than you would have been, you know, working a job you're miserable. At least that's the way I view it. Right. Absolutely. And I remember th- uh, speaking of miserable jobs. If you're, if Sunday rolls around, let's say you work Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday. If Sunday afternoon rolls around and you find yourself bawling in your living room floor. Uh, for hours every Sunday afternoon, which may or may not have been the case with me for a while, and you're you're actually crying tears of misery as you're driving into work in the morning, and you are crying tears of relief as you drive home from work every night. That's probably a sign that you need to either uh, you need to do something about your situation. That's a pretty big red flag, and um, I don't think it's ever worth staying in a in a job that makes you so unhappy. And you know, if you're working in a job that you don't like. Yeah, no, it does not take up all of your time. You do have downtime, obviously, but your downtime is going to be taken up by thinking about how much you are dreading going back into work. And um, that affects your well-being. It affects your mood. It affects how you are around other people. It's just not worth it. If you sing the Thank God It's Friday song and the Oh God It's Monday yeah, song every yeah. week, it's time to look at a new approach. Right. Because like I said, how much money would you give up to do what you actually wanted to do? Right, and I, I don't know about you, Lane, but I love Mondays. I'm sorry if that's really cheesy. I think, no, I, like it. <laughs> I think it's a really, because I love my job. I love my career. Essentially, we've gotten to the point now where Lane, you and I can both essentially do what we, spend our time on whatever projects that we choose, and we can make money on whatever projects that we choose to make money from. And to be able to have that kind of freedom and, 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 and is, is so liberating. And, it's, and it makes, you know what, the other thing too is because we have that choice, we put that much more effort into our projects because they're self-chosen absolutely when it's something when it's something you care about it it you know like i talk about this with with people who work in different businesses 
you know, how many times do you, if you want to see the ultimate level of apathy, uh, I'm going to give away some of my politics here, but go into a government building and, and, and see how disinterested many of the employees are mm. in the actual efficiency of the business and how well the business runs, right? Because there is no, there is no like benefit to them. If it goes well, they don't make more money. If it goes terribly, they don't make less right. money. Right. That's what always bothered me about traditional jobs. Exactly. Like, if I had to work a regular job, it would have to be commission-based, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. And um, for me, for entrepreneurs, you know, the harder you work, the better you do, the better you perform, the more money you make. And that is uh, a huge incentive for a lot of people. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think that one of the – one of the, and I don't want to make it all about the money, right? No. Because it's not all about the not money. Not it at all. But money, it's still important, you know, and it's still – Again, an objective measure of how well you're doing. Yeah. So, but I trust my ability to go out and kill it more than I trust anybody else's, right? And so, like, actually, for a long time, you know this, Sohi, this got me in trouble in business because um, I just wouldn't trust anybody else to do anything for me. I right. wanted to do everything. Right. Think like, about how long it took you to finally hire an assistant <laughs> uh, two and a half years ago, a.k.a. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And, that, and yeah, so... Uh, I, and that was really hard for me mm-hmm. to give up any control of my stuff because I loved being involved in every aspect of my business. Yeah. You know, I even did like the accounting stuff, you know, like oh boy. it was a nightmare. <laughs> but I, I learned pretty quick that I had to find, you know, ways to give up control in order to grow, you know. I didn't ever see that happening. But um, I guess what would you what, – what piece of advice would you would – you, uh, give somebody who, you know, wanted to get, I guess let's be a little bit more specific. Yeah. Uh, as an entrepreneur in the fitness industry, yep. what kind of advice would you give them if you could only give them a, a piece of advice? Uh, well, uh, right. So many things to say, right. But I think one thing that really gets to me is, uh, especially with the the rise of Instagram in recent years and um, seeing how quickly and how easily uh, people can and rise to quote unquote uh, Insta celebrity status fitness celebrity status uh, via Instagram, it's so easy to make a quick buck in the industry. It's so easy, but your integrity goes out the window if you want to do that. I think you need to, as an entrepreneur or whatever it is you're doing, whatever your brand is, decide what are your core values. Are you going to be uh, full of integrity with every action that you take? Are you going to be authentic? Are you going to um, not... You know, are you going to stick to your beliefs at all times? Are you not going to accept sponsorships just to make a couple of thousand dollars to promote a product that you don't actually believe in? Um, Mm. I think it's so important to uh, be patient, not to – there's a lot of ways to make quick money. There's a lot of ways to, you know, it's very easy to make slap together an ebook over the course of a few days, sell it for 40 bucks, and post a few scantily clad pictures and make a lot of money that way. Um, I think that the market in that area is oversaturated. And I think the industry, um, especially as far as women, needs more um, true role models. Those people, I don't see those people as role models. No. People, role models who actually care about the science, who care about producing quality content, and they're not, they're not all about being sex symbols. So um, be patient. The money will come eventually. But, you know, the first few months, you may still be pinching pennies for a while, but you got to lay the, you got to take the time to lay a solid foundation of building credibility 
um, having certifications, education, and whatnot. That stuff takes time, and it's the harder route, but I think it's well, well worth it. That's perfect. So I think that, you know, and I, I want to elaborate, like, so we, we're not passing judgment on anybody, like, for example, bikini no, models. Just, we just, just don't choose to just, go that way. If you decide that you're okay with promoting yourself that way, and you say, hey, I'm okay with this, then that's fine. That, then, then under, that's your core value, right. But understand that you can't get mad in the future if somebody doesn't necessarily want to take you seriously on a topic. Right. Because they only view you in that light because that's how you put yourself out there. Right. Okay? Like you don't be surprised if you don't get invited to speak at big, you know, academic national conferences if you're a, and then say, well, I don't, I don't understand why. And they'll say, well, you know, if you, if you, th- this is what I always say to people. If you go to someone's Instagram account and you, you don't actually look at, click on any posts, but you just scroll through their captions and their, their, their photos. What is the impression that you get, get of them? I think that's very, very important because that's, that's how people see you. Mm. That's uh, that's that's really well said, um, and so I guess like all I think like you said core values that's mm-hmm. like the foundation of what you have right. to have right. of what you have to know about in order to um, know what happens next and, and how you want to apply yourself right and so for me like don't get me wrong I I care about making money I like making money I love making money I w- I want to make as much money as I possibly can however. When we talk about hierarchy of what's important, like in body composition, like number one thing is adherence, right? So, like, yes, there are some nutrient-dense foods who are that can be better for you, but they don't trump adherence, right? So that's why we like flexible dieting. Well, nothing trumps integrity for me. So I'm not. I could make so much more money if I was willing to lie to people. Yep. If I at least in the short term, in the short term, I could. But I truly believe that I'd make less money in the long term. I believe that um, if you sell yourself like that, I mean, look at how many athletes we know like that you can't even take seriously because they've been with eight different companies, you know? And, and it's like, oh, really? So, N-O, I don't want to, you know, I'm not picking on any company in particular, but like, oh, N-O Explode is the greatest pre-workout ever? Well, you just said Super Pump was last week. So, sure. you know, like it's, it's, and again, I'm not picking on those companies. I, I, I think those companies make some fine products. Uh, but the, the point is when you flip-flop around, you, nobody's going to take you seriously. You know? And so one of the things is I've been – you know, like I've changed my opinion on certain specific topics because I'm a scientist and that's going to happen. But my core stuff has always been the same. My Absolutely. core values have always been the same. And uh, you know, that's, I think that's the most important thing. But then, like you said, like valuing education, whatever it is you decide you want to do, I think experience is super important. I think one of the best things you can do is get a mentor, right? Yes. Who's in the industry. Yep. Formal or informal. Yeah. So I've hired uh, three people in my life and four people. All of them offered to do their job for free. Okay. So he, you offered to do your job for free, <laughs> which actually made me want to pay you even more. Uh, I remember so, that. You know, it's one of those things that um, I, 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 so one, as an employer, I think you get more loyalty when people offer to do it for free and you pay. So that's why I, I do it that way. And also because I do truly value people's time. But the, if you have to, whatever, if you really want to do something, you have to understand that like, if you're going to go, if, if you want to get advice from somebody, you need to offer them something, right? And so 
like going to different mentors or people that can help you and saying, hey, I would love to be an intern. I just want to learn from you. I want to learn how you, you know, do things or whatever it is in the fitness industry. Uh, offer to do like tell them what your skills are and tell them, you know, what your background is. How can you use me? Like what can I do for you? Right. And when you do that, you know, sure, there are some people that might abuse that, but a lot of people are going to be so thankful for that that you do, you start developing these these um, these contacts within the industry, and that's what carries you forward. Yes. So that's very important. I I didn't. Well, I don't want to say I didn't do that. Um, I, I I hired Dr. Joe when I was when I was uh, younger, and uh, like learned from him like how he did things with clients and whatnot, and he was always very open about stuff. So that was really helpful. So I guess in a way I did have a mentor getting into the industry. I just didn't do it as an intern. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, and then education, whatever it is you want to yeah. do. Like even if you decide, you know what, I don't want to. I'm not interested in like supplement formulas or anything or science. But I'd love to, you know, I, I'd love to be in marketing or something like that. Well, then take classes in marketing. Like actually understand what it takes. Like get go, be educated. You know, um, our friend Paul Rivella. He loves coaching, and so you know he he makes plenty of money. He doesn't have to go to school, but he's like, you know what? I really feel like I should go back to school and learn more, and I think that's super admirable, you know, because and he's uh, is he uh, is he almost forty or is he forty? Almost forty. He's yeah. Big, okay. Right. So, and he's going back to his under his degree in exercise science. Yeah, exercise which physiology. Is so right, so admirable. Yeah, exactly. So whatever it is you want to do, like get the education, because listen. It's not like in terms of coaching, there's no there's no class out there that's going to tell you exactly what macros to eat and all that kind of stuff. Just like there's no marketing class or finance class that's going to tell you what things to invest in, right? But you have to have that base of knowledge in order to properly understand higher level things. Knowledge builds upon itself. Just like I can't I can take somebody and show them a biochemistry class and maybe they can they can, you know, regurgitate things but if they don't know basic math they're not actually going to understand it you know and so you have to have that foundation and so i really really encourage mm-hmm. people go back to school you know somebody asked me like if they're going to be a personal trainer what's the best uh, what's the best thing they can do and i said well if you want to be good if you actually care about being good go get your degree in exercise physiology and somebody was somebody said well, that's not, that's not fair. Like they, they shouldn't have to go back to school. And it's like, what, what do you mean they shouldn't have to go back to school? I mean, do they have to? No. But that's valuable. Mm-hmm. Like knowledge is valuable. And, and something I, I guess I never had that epiphany when I was younger. But I realize it now. And fortunately, I, I, I did value it. But like the most powerful thing you can ever have is knowledge. People can't take it from you. You can't like replace it, you know, it's, it's something that has, there's no amount of dollar value you can ascribe to knowledge, you know? And so having that makes you indisposable. And plus the more you diversify yourself, the more indisposable you become. Mm -hmm. And so just having a broad background of knowledge is always super important. Yep. And Oh, actually one thing I want to say, cause we've been talking about coaching a lot. You don't have to be an online coach 
to succeed in the industry. There are so many different ways to make money and make an impact in the industry without taking on a single online client. Cause I know a lot of people, you know, Lane, you and I, we do well as online coaches. You know, we, we check our emails regularly. We get back to people in a timely manner. We don't mind creating programs, et cetera. But some people may really hate that hate sure. feeling like they have to check their emails two, three times a day, et cetera. And, um, you know, I know people who, in the industry, they make money doing podcasts. You know, they, they host their own podcasts, but they, they maybe every week or twice a week, they, they bring on guests and they receive sponsorship money that way. And that's how they make a living. Other people, they write yeah, for look, other publications. Look at Mark Bell. I mean, his right, podcast yeah. is super popular, right? And he's, he's got some products he sells and that sort of thing. But like those products never would have sold well if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for uh, his podcast that he set up. Mm-hmm. You know, his podcast is what kind of supports that whole thing. So yeah, there's so many ways to make money. And I think the most important thing is finding, one, finding what do you want to do with the rest of your life. Two, what are your reasons? Why do you want to do that, right? And three, committing yourself that you're going to do it. You, you got to be, <laughs> this is one of my other favorite Les Brown quotes. Um, leap and grow wings on the way down. If you wait, most people have to see everything laid out in front of them. That's right? what gets people stopped up. That's why they never get anywhere because they try to figure out all the steps before they even take a step forward. You're not going to. You're not going to see everything. Right. Like it's it's not they, It's not going to happen. You have to leap, right? Like I'm not saying leap right now, but eventually, you, you, most people they go aim, 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 and they never fire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, well, this isn't. It's not the right time because my wife is pregnant. Or it's not the right time because I'm still in school. There's always or it's something. it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be the right time. If you're waiting for there to be nothing else going on in your life other than, you know, uh, whatever it is you want to do, then you will never, ever, ever do it. Like you just won't do it because you can always come up for excuses. So have enough reasons that your reasons trump your excuses, okay? That's the, that's the, the biggest thing I can tell people. And – Leap and grow wings on the way down because if you, uh, he also said, Les Brown said, um, and I also recommend listening to self improvement tapes like Les Brown, like Tony Robbins, all that kind of stuff. Some people may think that's cheesy, it's not cheesy, it sets your mind frame up in the right yes. mind frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said, You got to jump in, even if you don't. Guess what? If you if you jump in and there's no life preserver, you will discover that you have incredible swimming skills when it's super swim, <laughs> you know. You know, oh shit! I can't like, swim. <laughs> he said through the inspiration of desperation. Yeah, you know. So um, I think that that's that's important. It again, it's always a good idea to, you know, you don't want to go bankrupt or anything like that. Like try to have a plan, but at the same time, there has to be a certain point where you say execute, and you just do it. Yep, absolutely. Well, I think we did enough ranting here today. I hopefully, think so. Yeah. Hopefully this gives uh, people – I think we only took one commercial break too. So let me give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Quest Nutrition. They uh, they have the best-tasting protein bars on the market, super full of fiber. Um, uh, our friend Paul at ProPhysique.com, uh, we mentioned him a couple times in this podcast. Yep. Great coach. He sponsors our podcast. Please go check out his website at www.ProPhysique.com and then MyOatmeal.com. If you haven't checked him out – Please do. Billions of different combinations of oatmeal. Uh, delicious. And I know all those meatheads out there love their oatmeal. And this is the perfect – it's the perfect flexible dieting food. It tastes great. It fits in your macros easily. 
go check them out at myoatmill.com. Um, so, anything else we want to talk about? Or I think we're I think we're pretty good, aren't we? Nope, I'm great. We're the thing with these podcasts. I feel like there's always we can always go on for hours and so many different. Um, aspects of a fitness business we can explore this is one of my favorite topics to talk about uh so i'm excited that we were finally able to to record an episode just on this today absolutely i think it was good and hopefully our users got something from it and uh you know if you guys have any questions please post them on our facebook page you go to mm-hmm. facebook.com and search physique science radio and you can find our facebook page so give us a like also if you uh if you like these episodes please uh put put up a rating on iTunes and leave some feedback that really helps us get us up there. Um, and we are back and we promise we're, we're going to be coming out. <laughs> we're going to be coming out with more episodes yes. and uh, a lot of exciting things in the future. A lot of great guests and we are sorry guys, but we are back. We'll catch you next time on physique science radio. Thanks guys.